0: We were in a rupture the other day where all of a sudden I realized, "Wow, I've been here before with you and with partners before you. And it dawned on me for the first time, I'm the common denominator in this (laughs) this (laughs) replay. And it was the first time in my life where I was open enough and maybe secure enough and humble enough to realize that maybe I'm the problem here, because I'm, this, I'm the one variable that's consistent over these memories of these moments.
1: Welcome to the Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach.
0: And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship.
1: On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is episode nine. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you. We're excited to talk today about taking a stand. And this is actually something that's really near and dear to my heart and our hearts in terms of being a couple who is interested in having a meaningful impact and contribution in the world. Yeah. I believe that it's really important for us to be in contact with what we stand for. And we're gonna talk about what that means. But for me, when I notice if I'm not actually in contact with it, I'm kind of just living my life with what gets presented to me. Right. And navigating that kind of like, you used a really good example the other day. What was that example about ping pong?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Krista's parents have a ping pong ball shooter on their ping pong table in the basement and uh, you can speed it up and the ping pong balls come too fast. (laughs) So it's like um, not having something to stand for is like having the ping pong balls coming at you too fast and you're you're playing defense on your heels and...
1: (laughs) Just trying to like survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Trying to survive. Totally. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that for me, if I'm in that survival kind of defense mode, it's just not, I'm not doing what I know that I'm here to do.
0: Yeah. It's like, um, the stand is like a a compass or, um, maybe it's better to say it's like an anchor that, um, holds a direction in our life. Yes. And so when things get tough and the ping pong balls are coming too fast, it (laughs) reminds (laughs) you of what you're here to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just to be clear, we're not talking about physically standing up. Right. Just to be very clear, we're not talking about that. We're talking about. An internal orientation towards standing for a vision that's deeply meaningful for for somebody. And the way I like to describe it is it's like, if you can get in touch with a future possibility that's so deeply, deeply important to you that you can imagine with your brain, you don't know how it's going to get there. But if you could see anything in the world, in the future, that you could imagine that would have you feel really inspired, super meaningful help you get out of bed every day. That is what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah. And this is, let's explain the term a little more here. And how would you define that as in contrast or comparison to vision or mission?
1: Well, I think that this morning when you and I were prepping for this, I think that you delineated those really well, which is like, it's, it's like taking a stand for a vision or a mission that's deeply meaningful.
0: right? So, this morning we were talking about defining the terms because at this time of year, we're recording it in December, is a time when a lot of people are thinking about their vision or their most desirable future possibility. And it's a great time of year, from my perspective, to do that. And it's something that we do at the end of the year, too. But the distinction here that we talked about is. That a vision is something that is sort of the end point and the stand is the emotional commitment to making the dream real.
1: Yes. And most likely, if you're listening to this, you probably already have some level of orientation towards how you want to contribute in the world. And I think if we're not actually actively reassessing that and either realigning with it to be like, okay, is this really the thing? Maybe there's a small tweak. Maybe I fulfilled on that. Maybe there's something new. If we're not updating it or realigning with it, then we're missing an opportunity to really be in touch with that vision.
0: Right. Right. And there's there's so much growth that can happen uh, both personally and also in our relationship when we assess how far along we've come and we set uh, bigger goals for the future and, and commit to that and take a stand.
1: Absolutely. When... I'm in touch with my stand, and I feel like we're really deeply aligned with our stands. It helps direct my action. Like it's, I'm like I'm very I'm much more clear about what kind of action I need to take. It helps direct my speech. Like I'll probably use I have different conversations. I'll use different languages, and it really helps me orient what kind of mindset I need to have in order to
0: accomplish this. Right, and in my kind of more simplified mind, it's. It often boils down to the minor challenge or hiccup or bump in the road that I might perceive as an obstacle or something that's in the way rather than on the way. So when I'm in the mindset of remembering my stand, I see the things as on the way rather than in the way. I
1: feel, well, like you've been really clear about what you stand for and what the mission and vision is, which, which I want to, I want everybody to hear where you're at now with that. But before we get into that, I'm more like, sometimes I'm not clear about what I stand for. I mean, ultimately I am clear about it, but the different seasons of my life have me not clear about how to take action on it or, or what it really means at this point. So for those of you who are not clear about what you stand for. I just want to say, like, there's not a problem about not being clear what you stand for. There's probably a few reasons. You might be in a transitional phase. Sometimes what happens for me is I potentially am often, if I'm not clear about what I stand for, subordinating to other people's values, thinking that this should be what I'm doing, or I'll be more accepted and liked if I do this X, Y, Z, or I'm in touch with an old, outdated version of what I stand for. That my brain, because it's been thinking about it for so many years, still thinks that's that's a thing, but it's not actually the current vision or mission that I'm actually really interested in
0: creating now. Well, I think you also have a gift for seeing multiple perspectives and really seeing the value in what different people are bringing. And it seems like to me from the outside looking in that you sometimes lose track of your perspective in the way that you value everyone else's perspective.
1: Right. That's a good point. And the danger of that for me, if I'm not careful about it, is that I will eventually just be playing ping pong versus mm-hmm. actually feeling generative, feeling ins- like I'm taking inspired action, and I'm just kind of on the defense like you were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my my livelihood and my vitality my generativity goes down. Mm-hmm. So that's usually a pretty good indicator. I'm not in touch with my vision or mission. Yeah. So do you want to share what is moving through you around the vision and mission that you stand for now?
0: I would love to. Thanks for asking. For me, it's sort of two categories. There's work and relationship. And the work, vision, when we started the Institute was in 2018. So just four years ago, our vision our unimaginably huge vision was to train 10,000 people, you know, in in the next five to 10 years. And that just, it was just a number that we couldn't understand or imagine could happen Um, when we ran our first weekend for 85 people. And now we're training 1000 people a year. So that number has changed for me from training 10,000 providers to 100,000 providers in the next 10 years. So uh, that's a, you know, a massive number of people and and not sacrificing the quality of the training that we provide them is huge and going even deeper into an even better quality training. So that that's on the work side. And um,
1: can I just break that down for a second? So first of all, when when you got in touch with this mission of 10,000 people a year, you didn't know the how Right. Which I think is a really important thing here. If we start to get stuck in the how of how we're going to fulfill something, this future possibility, then it becomes very hard to actually stay in touch in contact with this vital, inspiring mission and vision. And I remember the moment where it was like a download for you, where mm-hmm. we were at this conference and it was at the time it was, it was 2018 because we met in 2017. Yeah. And... What was the question that the facilitator asked that had this kind of download happen? We're sitting at like this late, there's a hotel and had a little Starbucks and we were like sitting, we woke up in the morning and we were sitting at the Starbucks. I remember the moment it was so clear. Yeah. And we were contemplating
0: about this question. I think the question was, what's the most inspiring thing you could do with the rest of your life?
1: Which, you know, isn't like a new question, but for whatever reason in that moment, it, you were broken open yeah, and you had this vision. Yeah. And I would also, the other thing I wanna break down is that it's not just about the numbers here of 10,000 and 100,000. Like what's the why about
0: the numbers for you? Well, it's a number that I think would bend the arc of mental health care on the planet. And that's what the deeper mission is of our work is acknowledging the limitations of mental health care, which are substantial. And having been in the trenches with patients for 20 years, I got to see that up close and, and how devastating that is for individuals and families who are so committed to getting well and not getting what they need. So we think that training 100,000 practitioners means 100,000 times a 1,000 clients or patients that per they- practitioner. Per practitioner, mm-hmm. yeah. So
1: that's a map. That's a really big impact.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. big impact.
1: Yeah. So I really feel that in your heart. Like, I feel like you're here to actually do that, Ben, the arc of mental health mm. and wellness on the planet. And I'm so grateful. Well, And you're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it together. And I think that's the thing that, well, before I go into why that's feels important, I want to hear about the relational side.
0: Right. On the relational side. We've been together five years, we've been married three years, and what I'm really excited about in the coming year with you is to continue to unfold secure experience and joy and play and navigating ruptures with grace and going into all the places we need to go to as a couple to build those muscles. When we were lifting weights this morning in the gym, I was reflecting on how the commitment to Get strong in the gym is very similar to the commitment to get strong relationally. Mm -hmm. It's like going to lift the weights when there's a rupture and come with bigger listening, you know, more willingness to grow Mm -hmm. and to be influenced by you. Mm -hmm. And we were in a rupture the other day where all of a sudden I realized, wow, I've been here before with you and with partners before you. And it dawned on me for the first time. I'm the common denominator in this (laughs) this replay. And it was the first time in my life where I was open enough and maybe secure enough and humble enough to realize that maybe I'm the problem here (laughs) because I'm I'm the one variable that's consistent over these memories of these moments. So I'd like to have more, by the end of next year, I'd like to be in a different position with you where there's kind of, Baseline openness and receptivity and less defense and reactivity.
1: I love that. Thank you for your stand. (laughs) I'm I'm willing and excited co-creator in that with you. Great. Thank you so much for sharing those stands and visions, what you stand for. It's so inspiring to me to hear what you're committed to. And I get to be in the dojo with you every day to help make that happen. And in part, what I stand for is about really shifting the conversation from I to we. Because I believe that a partnership like ours, a partnership that we have with our business partners, Keith and Emma, like we're really working towards secure attachment inside of partnerships, And whether it's a business partnership or an intimate partnership, I believe that when we really shift from an I to a we perspective, and we have the desire to contribute to the world in a meaningful way, that there's something that's really special that can occur inside of that secure relationship, whether it's, again, business partnership or intimate relationship that can birth something that can really have an impact in the world, because you and I, in this case, are, are skilled, we have the resources, we have the intentionality, we have the visions, and we're doing it together, and we're supporting each other's success, and we're committed to repairing, and we're committed to all the things that we know that we need in order to accomplish a right. vision like 100,000 practitioners trained, for example. Right. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements. Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple. And they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at KristaVanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. So for me... I don't know how I'm going to get to the point of, and I'm still gonna be thinking about it this week as, I, as we near the end of the year, about what is what is the actual vision for me? What's the end goal? But I know that it's related to creating secure, securely attached mission-based partnerships because I feel like that's exactly what, and this is kind of cliche, but I do believe that's what the world needs right now for us to get yeah. to the next level of wellness and healing as, as a human
0: race. I agree. Um, every man for himself is not going to get us there where we need to go. And it's a huge, feels in my system like a huge effort for me to flip the, I go back to this Shell Silverstein cartoon from Mm the 70s, being a child of the (laughs) 70s. um, My mom loves Shell Silverstein. And there was this one cartoon that sticks out in my mind where he's got a letter M and a letter E next to each other. And there's a little man at the bottom of the M trying really hard to flip the M upside down oh, from a, a W me, me to a we. Oh. And uh, all of a sudden that just came back to me of like how much effort it feels like it takes mm. sometimes in my system to, and how much help I need from you to reflect back to me when I've slipped back into a survival perception of, I gotta take care of me and it's all about me and whatever. So this big shift that we committed to when we met of we can do more than I can is still a big koan for me. It's still like Mm -hmm. effort to remember and stay. And that's a great example too of like planting that flag and saying, this is Mm -hmm. what I'm committed to. Bearing in mind I'm gonna fall down every day as I work do my reps in the gym to get there, you know.
1: Right. Right. Like any kind of important vision or mission right. to accomplish it requires. Right.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there's no there's no way in the world that a hundred thousand people could get well trained in psychedelic therapy from one person or even five people or even ten or even 50. You know, you need you need a team that is very committed and works really well together and supporting each other. So, it's um this bigger stand creates a path for for growth because it puts all of your limitations and injuries in the spotlight because they're <laughs> <laughs> they're holding you back. Totally, totally.
1: Yeah. And even we hold even a bigger vision, which is not that you know, we alone are gonna be able to accomplish that mission. It's like, we need as many really high quality, well-trained institutes or training centers to support in fulfilling this mission. Okay, so why don't we just throw out some other questions to help, if you're interested in exploring this for yourself at the end of the year, or you and your partnership, throw out some questions about how to get in touch with them. Yeah,
0: sounds great, let's do it.
1: So one thing, one way to, one great way, and again, I want to reemphasize that most of you listening to this are probably already on a vision or mission. But again, just to realign really with it and update yourself and find something that's really inspiring to your heart and your soul. I believe when we get in touch with a stand or a vision and we take a stand for that vision, that it actually pulls us forward into the future. It's almost like the feeling of like the stand or the vision is is pulling me forward as a human being, developing me mm-hmm. And I know that I'm on top of it when I'm excited and really feeling vibrant around this vision. Yeah. So one way to get in touch with it also is to look about what you what you stand against. Yeah. And that can be some indicators of what you actually stand for sure. in this moment of your life. What are you deeply devoted to is another question.
0: Another way to talk about it is... Um... When you were saying pulls you into the future, it reminds me of one of my greatest fears or maybe stand against is to stand against blindly and unconsciously repeating the past or repeating um, behaviors and words that are just a reflection of injuries from from the past mm-hmm. as opposed to de- words and Actions that move me forward in my life toward more, a fuller expression and a fuller capacity to lead and to play whatever small or large part that I have in the bigger completion of the, of the mission. Mm.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. In this book that we're reading right now that you were referred to, it's called Vivid Vision. By Cameron Harold, What I really love about his book is that, and we're reading it right now, I love that he only goes for a three-year time frame. Yeah. Without knowing the how how even, still. So in conversations that you and I have had historically, it's kind of been like this five-year and ten-year. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, I haven't been able to really, like going out that far has been really hard for me. So inside of the visioning process, before you get to the how, you know, if you think about just three years from now, what could be really inspiring to you? That's one thing to think about also here in this visioning process. Right. And then another one that you and I often talk about is when there's a void in our values. Mm-hmm. That, what is it? The void produces the value. Is that yeah. what says? The void yeah. produces the value. Right. So when you know your values and you know that there's a huge void in fulfilling on one of your values, that's another place to look.
0: Right, and just if you're not familiar with this language, the the use of the word values here is not religious or um, anything moral at all, because sometimes people associate values with that. So we're, what we're talking about with values is priorities, what's important to you. And if you know what is important to you, it's much, much easier to navigate your life.
1: Yeah, and that's how I actually, the moment, one moment that I remember that the download came for me yes. was after Mark died. And I remember exactly, again, like I remember exactly where I was and I was walking, and I was walking the dog that we had at the time. Me and my parents shared a dog. And I was thinking to myself, like, do I really want to go for another relationship in this lifetime? Mm-hmm. And it just became super clear. Oh. Like, I am committed in this lifetime to finding a partner, and creating the most extraordinary we, which I'm doing with you now, and it's so fulfilling for me. At the time, it was I didn't have that, and I have that now, and it's still a huge priority of mine, obviously, but it's gone to the next level of supporting other partnerships to have a more secure relationship so they can be generative in the world in the way that I feel like mm. you and I are.
0: I'm so glad you received that download and that that was what, was true for you.
1: And the, thank you, me too. (laughs) I'm so glad too. One important thing about that was that it wasn't even a, I hope this happens. It was a, this will happen. Mm -hmm. And there's a quality to a stand where it's like, this will happen in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it takes courage to actually claim that. Yeah. But there's also, when I think you're actually on top of the correct mission or vision, I think that there's a natural like this will happen,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. It it's almost like sometimes in the context of what your life is like in the present moment, the the vision that you have could be regarded as something that's completely insane because it's so far off the map of what your life looks like right now. Yes, and that's okay. Yes, I mean that's uh, I I had a similar kind of parallel process to what you're talking about, where I was still in the prior relationship and I was telling my then wife over and over again toward the end of the relationship this this is what I'm committed to this is what I'm going to achieve in my life I want a secure functional exciting alive got each other backs kind of relationship and I hope that it will be with you Um, but Mm. If it's not with you, I'm still committed to that. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have any question in your system that you would have that
1: at that point? Not not necessarily with I, her, but like in right. your lifetime.
0: Well, I once I crossed the threshold where I decided that I was going to stop academically learning about secure functioning in books and talking with people about it, and that I was going to go have that. Mm. It became something I stood for. And I'm really happy for myself that I turned over every stone with her to see if that was possible. Me too. Turns out it wasn't. And we came to that conclusion together and it was okay. Yeah. And so then it was time to move on. But it's interesting that to me that we both had kind of a similar waking up of like this, I'm going for this.
1: Yeah. 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 Thank goodness. I'm so mm. grateful for our, our we, Lava. Yeah. So sweet. Same here. So for those of you who are listening and you want to dive in deeper into these conversations, we do have a download on our website that can give you more questions. There is part about of it taking a stand, and there's also two other conversations that we really invite couples to have as a place to start to deepen their clarity for the vision for their couple ship and also for their lives. So you can go to kristavanderveer.com to find that download.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Find us on Instagram at artofwepodcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together like butter and toast on the art of we.